This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, we got a story time of a Karen who smacks a teacher for failing her son. Here's the thing, though. This is a hybrid story because it's both a story of a spoiled kid who decides who fails his test because he is super entitled and also a story of his mom, who happens to be a Karen who overreacts in typical Karen fashion and smacks the teacher. And the whole story is crazy. I know you'll enjoy it. So let's just jump right into it. So we're going to call the subscriber submitted today's story, John. So anyways, John was in class and he was a, uh, he was a junior in high school. Yes, he was a junior in high school. So if you don't know, junior year is definitely the year where you really think about college and college is a really, you know, important thing for a lot of people. And it's the time where you will apply to college is senior spring or senior fall. However, junior year, if you're trying to get into like a harder college, you'll probably spend a lot of time searching around for colleges, taking SAT exams, uh, preparing like junior year is really when it starts to ramp up. And also colleges pay the most attention to your junior year grades. And if you're trying to get into a really good college, you know, the difference between an A and a B could actually be really big. Um, so yeah, John and all of his friends went to a college that, or sorry, went to a high school that definitely prioritized Uh, getting into a really good college. There was big emphasis on the college application process and it was a kind of stressful environment. So anyways, right, uh, John had this kid in his class who we're going to call the spoiled kid. And the spoiled kid had a Karen mom. And they had just kind of been a notorious pair for a while. So the the high school that John went to just had a lot of kids that were from wealthier backgrounds. But not all of them were jerks. A lot of them were taught really well by their parents. The difference between, you know, 
uh, being a good person and letting money that isn't even theirs go to their head. I'm not saying if they made that money, you should let it. I'm not saying if you make your own money, you should let it go to your head. But I just feel like it's a second layer of entitlement when the money that goes to your head isn't even yours. You just spawned into existence with it, right? It's like you didn't even earn that, right? But anyways, there's this kid. Called, we're going to call the spoiled kid. And him and his Karen mom had been notorious for a while. However, the Karen mom was in social circles that cared a ton about which college he got into. So the spoiled kid was put under a lot of pressure by his mom and dad to get into like the best university possible. Another thing I will say about the spoiled kid is he had like unlimited access to his parents' credit card. Look, if you guys ever become quadrillionaires or anything and you have kids, uh, yeah, sure, don't let them, like, starve or anything, but one thing I will say is I don't think having unlimited access to a credit card is really going to be a good thing for their development, right? So the spoiled kid, what he would do is he would literally just go on random vacations, he would just go out partying, whatever, and all this kind of stuff on his parents' dime. And he did a lot of this to kind of cope with the stress of all the stress that was put on him because of the whole college op application process and all of that stuff. However, I will say that, you know, I, I get it that he's like coping with the stress or whatever. However, he was also partying and coping with the stress, quote unquote, a lot during the time where he had to put in the most work. So like his, you know, whatever, his SATs were not coming out the greatest. Uh, he probably paid someone to write his college essay. So it probably wasn't that bad, actually. But just like he wasn't showing up to class as much, all this kind of stuff. So this story really takes place in a calculus class. So, uh, you know, calculus is like more of an advanced subject that is taught in high school. I took it in college. Like, I didn't take it in high school. A lot of people do, but I took it in college. Now I'm taking like crazy uh, discrete math, linear algebra. I'm going through the mud right now. But in high school, it's actually, it's a, not a bad thing to have in your transcript. Colleges might actually appreciate, oh, wow, he's taking a pretty difficult class. So um, the, the spoiled kid was put into that class, but also John, the subscriber, was in that class too because he just genuinely was a good student, right? However, the Karen mom of the spoiled kid demanded that the spoiled kid be put into the calc class, right? Even if the advisors were like, uh, or not the advisors, I think the college advisors would be like, yeah, it's great. I think the academic uh, deans or whatever were like, I don't know, He's didn't really, like, he didn't really perform that well. He didn't take pre-calculus. There's a billion reasons why it'd be difficult. I took calculus without taking pre-calc. You don't really need to take pre-calc, if I'm being honest. It's useful, and you'll probably do better than I did if you do, but it's not necessary. However, the Karen mom was super, super, like, demanding, he must be in calculus, or I'm going to make a big fuss or whatever, right? And the Karen mom was notorious for kind of being one of those, like, entitled moms who would just be so crazy about that stuff, and would just be like, oh, whatever, right? Like, I'm going to make a fit. I'm going to sue you. I'm going I'm to go in the parents' meeting board or whatever. Like, the, the parents' council is going to come for your jobs or whatever. She was just one of those moms. So I guess, you know, they were like, whatever. Sure, put him in a class he's not going to succeed in. Not my fault at this point. I've already tried to warn you. At this point, not my fault. Yeah, so all throughout the, we're just going to jump to like the fall semester. So for most of the fall semester, one thing that John would notice would be that the spoiled kid kind of wouldn't show up to class a lot. And at, in a lot of high schools, it's a really big deal if you don't show up to class. Like they take attendance, attendance is a big part of the grade, they'll really penalize you. But at this high school, I guess it was a little bit more lenient because a lot of kids, like this high school was a private high school. 
And a lot of the kids had, like, really, like, rich parents that would, like, randomly take them on insane vacations, like, throughout the week or whatever. But these kids were all, like, really pushed super hard by their parents to perform academically. So I think the the high school literally just thought, okay, well, if they're going to take, like, a week off, then... They, we know that they will be grinding over that vacation or they will grind to make up. Like no one's falling behind at this high school or at least most of them wouldn't be. So attendance wasn't as necessary or it wasn't as, you know, important in the grade. Kind of like in college, how a lot of classes, like there are some classes I did pretty well in that I didn't always show up to, man. Sometimes it would be better for me to just learn it by myself, especially if it's a lecture-based class. And if there's no attendance grade, sometimes that's better. However... John was noticing how the spoiled kid would just not be showing up to class. And part of the reason was because it was an early morning class, 9 a.m., which is actually not that early in the morning, especially in high school. I sometimes think back to high school and be like, wow, I really got up at 7 every single morning to go to my 8 a.m. class at high school, and I had no problems with it. But the second I get to college, an 8 a.m. class is one I can barely show up to. Um... But yeah, uh, so one thing that John was noticing was this kid was skipping a lot because he was either coping with the stress by partying way too much or way too late and not being able to wake up on time or deciding to go on some crazy vacation to Las Vegas to gamble away like half a million dollars or I don't even know or something like that. So uh, this kid was not showing up to class and he wasn't the type, he also wasn't the type of kid to be like, I'm not going to show up to class, but I'm going to study twice as hard and actually do better than anyone else in the class because I'll just teach the material to myself better. Even though I will say calculus as a subject is taught really, really well online. There are some people that make YouTube videos that teach it so well that Part of me thought, thinks, like, I don't even need to go to class sometimes. Like, my professor isn't going to teach it good. Like, no offense to him. He's more a math guy than a teaching guy. And this guy on YouTube is going to explain it perfectly. However, this was not the mindset of the spoiled kid at all. So in this calculus class, they were having their first really big exam. So, it, it, you know, homework was a part of your grade. A lot of things were part of your grade. But the calculus, the exams were a really big part of your grade. This isn't like the college story I told a couple days ago, or yesterday, I can't even remember this point, where the kid, the spoiled kid, you know, missed his exam and then, like, he failed the class. No, it's not something like that. The exams were not that big. However, remember, when you're applying to colleges, or at least these kids, when they're applying to extremely selective colleges, the difference between an A and a B, or even a C, especially a C, in a class is massive. So doing really poorly on an exam, not just missing it, but doing poorly on an exam could really alter the chances of you getting into the college that really your mom wants you to get into in the spoiled kid's case. So for like one week before the exam, the teacher is going on about, look, guys, this is a really big test. It's going to be hard. Um, It's covering everything we learned in the first chapter. So basically derivatives, derivative rules, limits, uh... Lahopital, I forgot. Lahopital, is that his name? His rule is something with the limits. Maybe they didn't learn that yet. I don't know. It's really important stuff. We need you to, look, I'm going to cover it extensively. Be thorough in your studying. Will not be an easy exam. The teacher was being straight up with the students, which I, I always appreciate. I sometimes feel like the teachers are like, guys, this test is a cakewalk, bro. And then they give out like a practice exam, which is like, one plus one equals two, and then when you get to the actual test, it's like, what is the tenth derivative of the fourth rule of Newton's? And you're like, what? Bro? What is this? Yeah, so at least this teacher is being straight up and being like, yo, you're all screwed if you don't study for this, haha, <laughs> right? Um, however, 
the spoiled kid, right, who wasn't showing up to class and was, like, doing his homework and probably had 100% the homework grade because he would pay, like, a tutor to do it for him because that was kind of like a free grade, I guess, was not prepared for this exam. And, you know, John was aware because he was kind of like, he kind of knew the spoiled kid and he kind of knew the pressure that was on him. So he was kind of keeping tabs on the spoiled kid. And John was like, dang, like this kid is like not showing up to class. This kid, when he does show up to class is not paying attention because even if you show up to class, if you're not paying attention, you might as well not even be there at some points. You know what I mean? And like, we have a really big exam and John just knows how much pressure his Karen mom was putting on him. So John was like, oh, well, this kid is kind of asking for it. So yeah, uh, let's skip ahead to, uh, sorry, let's skip ahead to one day before the exam. So the day before the big exam is kind of like a super review period where the whole week before was kind of review, but this was literally like, okay, we're going to do practice problems, exactly what we're going to look like on the exam. I'm going to go over in detail every single chapter that you need to cover, stuff like that. And at this point, the teacher was like, all right, if you guys haven't been studying for this entire week, uh, not saying that you should give up and not study tonight if you haven't, but you're kind of screwed, lol. And guess who doesn't show up to this day? Yep, you're right, the spoil kid. The spoil kid literally doesn't even show up to this day. The day, the, like, the most important day, if you're gonna, like, don't miss the day before the test. Like, even if you're feeling really good, maybe the teacher will be like, all right, so, surprise, I'm also adding X or Y, right? Just a good idea to show up, right? At least in my opinion. So, yeah, sure enough, um, you know, the spoiled kid is not there, and John's like, well, this kid's not going to do well. So let's skip ahead to the day of the test. Um, John gets there, like, 10 minutes early. It's uh, a 9 o'clock class. He had a class before at 8, from 8 to 8.45, but his teacher let him out early or something, or they got out early. So John was just waiting outside the door with everyone else. So it was a no-calculator test. Uh, I mean, because some, some TI calculators, I think, can do derivatives or some, I, I don't know. And also, like, you don't, none of the numbers were going to be like, okay, well, to figure, like, to finalize your answer, divide 748 by 468.78. It's not like you need a calculator for the answers. If you know the cha- if you know all the rules for derivatives and you can just solve the problems, it's not going to be really a calculator necessary type math exam, if that makes sense. So John is like sitting out there with his like number two pencil and nervous as well as everyone else. Well, when I say everyone else, caveat to that, a little bit of an exception because one kid was not there. That kid was the spoiled kid, which John was like, no way this kid misses an exam. The teacher was very strict about no retakes, no doing it later, mostly because that would really screw up his schedule because he has like 50 exams to grade, and, like, if another kid doesn't take it, he has to worry about other kids who take the exam telling that kid the question or the people who didn't take the exam the questions. So then the teacher would have to, like, make a new exam for that person. So the teacher's just, like, straight up, if you miss it, I'm giving you, a, a, a like, a the lowest grade, right? He's not... I don't think the teacher would give a zero because the teacher realizes that this is, like, I don't know, it's like a high school where everyone wants to get into a good college... And he's just been informed, don't give zeros. So he's like, you're getting a C minus. Basically, like the lowest grade you can get is a C if you take the exam, which is actually quite nice. I know a lot of high schools that dish out Fs like it's nothing, right? Um, So yeah, uh, sure enough, John is like, by the time the test starts and he's sat in a seat, the spoiled kid is not there. So John starts taking the exam and it's difficult. And five minutes later, he hears the door open up and guess who it is? Yes, if you guess the spoil kid, you are correct. The spoil kid shows up five minutes late to a 50-minute class, right? 
when you only have 50 minutes to complete a very difficult exam, you're going to want every single minute that you get. So the fact that the spoiled kid was arrogant enough to just be like, oh, I'm going to show up whenever I want, it's just kind of funny, dude. Yeah, so let's skip ahead to the day or after the exam. So John finished up the exam, and it was very, very difficult. Um, it was a difficult exam by his standards, and John is a very good student. So it took about a week for the teacher to end up grading these exams, uh, just a lot of content, a lot of people, whatever. And so about a week later, they were in class, and the teacher was like, all right, guys, I have your exams. Um, you all, on average, did fairly well. Like, you should be very proud of yourself. It seems like most of you put in the work, and if you put in the work, you probably got the result back. He also said, you know what, there will probably be a slight curve. Uh, this test was difficult. Um, don't expect, basically, your grades are going to be what your letter grade is, um, since they got letter grades. And this is one thing that's a little bit annoying to me, is like letter grades and your actual grades are sometimes totally different. Like, I just wish that we went by numbers, because like sometimes a 90 is a A, sometimes it's a B. I'm like, dude. Why can't it just be a 90? Like, can you maybe put the letter grade and the number grade, like, at a minimum? Like, I don't know, dude. That was, Especially when you have GPA, which is a number. Like, shouldn't you just have numbers factor into numbers instead of letters that are very subjective, apparently? At, like, whatever people want them to be factor into a number? That's always been a pet peeve of mine, but whatever. And so the teacher was walking back, handing the grades back. So the spoiled kid was right next to John. So, uh... John got his test back, and he got like an 85, which is solid. He got a B, which is pretty good. It was a very difficult exam. Um, the teacher said like only five students got A's, and there was like 40 kids in the class. Uh, however, the majority got B's, right? And at John's school, getting like a C was like a death sentence, which, look, in my discrete math class, if I got a, when I got a C, and I ended up the class with a B, which is very lucky, but if I got a C on an exam, I'd be like, let's go! Let's go! I'm a genius, bro! Then again, discrete math is its own beast. You can look into it. I still can't tell you what it even means. But anyways, in John's school, John's school specifically, a C was basically a death sentence. A C was, like, bad. And especially if you wanted to apply to certain colleges from his school, a C did not look that good. Because the school also gave, like, the range of grades, and no one got Cs. So colleges would be like, oh, shoot, like, that's actually real bad. So John looked over at the spoiled kid uh, when he got his test back, and on written, written in, like, red ink in the top right corner was, like, 72 circled. People never got below 70s. So this was basically, like, you failed every answer. Because um, they didn't really fail students on this. This was, like, you got every answer wrong, basically. Maybe you got one thing right, but you basically got every answer wrong. That is what a 70, 72 meant at John's school. So the spoiled kid was looking at this, and you could see his face basically go white. You could basically see the color drain out of his face when he looked at the result from his exam. Yeah, so the spoiled kid took this pretty poorly. Um, he didn't say, he's not the spoiled kid who would like blow up in class with the teacher or whatever, but he was like, oh God, right? Because the thing is, the grades were also not just like given to the students, they were also posted on like the student's information page at the school, and like parents had access to those pages, so you already know that the Karen mom has, like, notifications on for whenever there's a change. Or if there's no notifications, you know for a fact that the Karen mom would be, like, checking his, like, grades every five seconds. Every new grade that comes in, she'd, like, hyper-analyze it or whatever. Because she's like, oh, my son needs to get into a certain college. My social group will reject me if, she does, if he doesn't go to, like, the number one school ever, right? A ton of pressure. 
So, uh, you know, John already knew that the spoiled kid was going to be in, uh, be in for a little bit of trouble, at least when it comes to his mom, right? So, yeah, sure enough, um, uh, the craziest thing would happen a couple days later. Such a ridiculous situation. In fact, where the Karen would go insane in class. If you made it this far into the video, comment class down below. That'll be the secret word of the day. And while you're down in the comment section commenting class, check out the pinned comment on this video as there's a link to a Spotify page in which you can listen to these stories as podcasts and also a link to my other channel, which I do story times like this, but instead of getting them from you guys like I do on this channel, I get them from Reddit. Make sure to subscribe to that channel as well as it is very helpful in the very beginning stages to watch and subscribe. Anyways, let's get back to it. Also, leave a like if you haven't already, but I, I think you have. I think you're, 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 you're a good subscriber. You know what to do. But anyways, right, so uh, about a couple days later, so next Tuesday, the spoiled kid doesn't show up to class right away, which kind of makes sense because the spoiled kid didn't show up to class quite often, so it's not as if the subscriber was, like, shocked or, like, oh, my God, the spoiled kid didn't show up to class this is so different and weird, and how dare he not show up to class? Like, like, this kid always didn't show up to class. So the spoiled kid didn't think anything of it. And during this day, on this very fateful Tuesday, the spoiled kid would not show up at all. However, someone else would show up in his place and go crazy. That person that would show up in his place was his Karen mom. Yes, the Karen is about to go crazy on the teacher for what she thinks is him sabotaging her son's chances of getting into a college that she wants him to get into. Not what he wants, because the Karen would never care about what he wants. Just what she wants, right? So sure enough, two minutes into class, the teacher starts teaching something. Maybe it's like, okay, introduction to antiderivatives slash integrals, right? Uh, like, okay, guys, like now we're going to learn about area under the curve. I don't know. And that's when the door opens up. And uh, John looks over. And he immediately recognizes it is the spoiled kid's Karen mother, who we're just going to call the Karen, right? And uh, this, this, this lady has been known for being just difficult, for just being a whole situation for the longest time. She's had many, many stories told about her and all the terrible things that she's done. Well, terrible, just like standard Karen behavior, I should say. So the Karen mom bursts through the door. She basically kicks the door open. I don't know if she actually had the flexibility or strength to, like, karate kick the door open. Like, that takes a little bit of something. That, that takes a little bit of oomph, for sure. But the Karen basically bursts through the door and is like, Mr. We're going to call him Mr. Davenport because, I don't know, I just, I just use that name. You know, actually, let's mix up the teacher name. Uh, Miss, Mr. Bird, because I'm just looking at a bird outside right now. Bursts through the door, Mr. Bird. I need to speak with you this instant. And remember, this is in the middle of class. So obviously the teacher's a little taken aback by this and is like, oh, ma'am, like, um, what? Like, I'm in the middle of class, but you c we can definitely schedule something. Just send an email to mbird at, like, <laughs> thisschool.com or whatever, right? And she's like, no, I need to have a discussion with you right now. And, you know, Mr. Bird's like, okay. Um, I'd really prefer not to. But I think Mr. Bird was starting to realize that this was an angry mom and that she was not going to be persuaded otherwise. I um, mean, that sometimes when Karen wants, Karen shall get no matter what. Even if it's at, you know, the disadvantage of other people around her, why would the Karen care about anyone else besides herself? 
So the Karen is like, I know that you must hate my family for some reason, but how dare you fail my son and ruin his chances at college? And, you know, I think the teacher, Mr. Bird, realized whose, like, mom this was because I think the spoiled kid did, like, a degree worse than anyone else. So, like, I think he was, like, very clearly the bottom of the curve here. So he's like, oh, uh, ma'am, are you spoiled kid's mom? Says his actual name, but are you spoiled kid's mom? She's like, yes, uh, that is my son, and you have ruined his chances of getting into college, giving him a C on his test. He definitely did not deserve a C. And the teacher's like... I don't know how to put this, but he, he got a C because he didn't answer most of the questions correctly. If he answered the questions more correctly, he'd get a better grade. Like, ma'am, I'm sorry, this is not a, this is, this is a math class. This is quite subjective. This isn't some English class where I can just say, oh, I didn't feel it and give you a D and be like, oh, this is so slay, yes, for another paper and give it an A, right? This isn't something subjective like this. This is math. He got the wrong answer. I gave him a grade accordingly. Like, I'm actually very nice with my grades at the end of the day. And the Karen's mom's like, I don't want to hear that. You're definitely discriminating against my son because, because you're jealous of, you know, the opportunities that I give him, that I work so hard. Which, it was kind of funny because this Karen kind of just married in rich, which is totally fine. Like, I have nothing against this. But it's kind of just like, uh, bro. <laughs> it's almost like the Karen mom and the son, the spoiled kid son, believed that the money that the other, that like the dad earned was even more theirs. Like the, I don't know, it's kind of weird. But anyways, the teacher's like, kind of looks at her like, you don't, th you think you're the only rich person at the school? Like, have you seen your other classmates? Because at this high school, it was kind of like the high school for, like, the rich parents trying to send their kids to, like, to overachieve on purpose so that they can brag to their other rich friends that, like, they went, their son or their daughter goes to X university just to kind of, like, have another kind of, like, badge to flex to other people, which is, like, I don't know, man, you should definitely focus on yourself and not worry about other people that much. But yeah, the teacher was kind of looking at her like, you really think like I'm just discriminating against your son? Like you don't think I would necessarily apply that to a bunch of other kids in this class? But the Karen just kept going with it like, I will not stand for this. This is discrimination and you know it. And the teacher's like, ma'am, this is math. There is no discrimination. The answer is either right or wrong, which is kind of a fair statement, bro. It kind of is right or wrong, unless you go into some crazy parts of math that are scary and I don't want to touch with a 10-foot pole. But anyways, uh, yeah, so the Karen's, like, not taking no for an answer, basically. And she's like, I know what you're doing, yeah, 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 all this kind of stuff. And the, you know, the, the teacher's like, I'm sorry, like, I can't help you with this. And the Karen's like, I'm going to count to three, and you're going to change the grade. And which is kind of, like, funny that, like, the Karen would use the same kind of tactic that you'd use against, like, an eighth grade, like, a seven-year-old kid. I'm going to count to three, and you're going to go right to your room. You better go to your room before I get to one. Which is always funny because I feel like the kids are like, I'm not gonna pay, I'm not gonna listen to you. And then the like the parents start doing a countdown and they're just terrified of whatever horrific thing will happen if they don't go do what their parents say after the countdown happens, which is just kind of funny to me, bro. But yeah, anyways, um, so the Karen's like, three, two, and the teacher just kind of says, I'm not gonna change your son's grade, bro. Like, I don't know how else to put it. That thing's set in stone. And the Karen's like, one, you better change it right now. And the teacher's like, sorry, ma'am, like, I'm just not going to do that. Uh, you know, it, I could help your son study a little harder. I actually know some tu- In the middle of saying, I know some tutors, he stopped mid-sentence by a smack across the face. And then the Karen, it, it's like everyone goes silent. And the Karen looks at him and says, 
I'll be back tomorrow with another one of those if you don't change his grade. And the Karen must have thought that like that would have been a fantastic intimidation technique and that she was really showing it to him, what's up. But you know what actually ended up happening? The spoiled kid's grade was not changed and the Karen was banned from the school premises, was forced to write a, a letter of apology to the teacher or that the school and the teacher were gonna press charges and the Karen was banned from the parent-teacher board, which she was like spend all of her days being annoying on there. So in fact, the spoiled kid got